and we are back with another episode of Visionary Living, the podcast. And uh, this is a podcast where we feature guests to talk about a time in their life where they had a vision for something that they wanted to create. Um, and then in the face of life's circumstances, they use that vision to overcome and to triumph. Um, and today we have a very awesome guest, Lois. Lois Duncan, is that correct? Yes. Awesome. So why don't you just give us a light introduction? Who are you? Uh, explain yourself to our guest real quick. Um, I'm Lois Duncan, and uh, I'm a mom. I have two amazing kids, and I kind of have always been a little blaze my own trail rebel. <laughs> <laughs> I love rebels. And I have always been self-employed pretty much my entire life, and so that's that. That's me. I'm awesome. a marathoner and a runner. That's a lifelong dedicated runner and yogi. So awesome. Sounds like you're really into health. And uh, and today's episode is called Nature's Healing Journey, where we're going to talk a little bit about uh, jinkies and plant medicine and, and uh, the journey to healing for people who are interested. Okay, while we get started, again, uh, today's episode is called Nature's Healing Journey. And so uh, what we're really talking about is what uh, plant medicine, healing through nature, naturalistic tools and ideals. Um, so why don't you get us started? Why are you passionate about this in the first place? Well, I think uh, to give it some uh, reference, we got to go into the backstory. Okay. <laughs> so I was born um, into a very religious family. And I was born on a Thursday and in church for the first time on a Sunday. I was three days old. I had 12 years of perfect attendance before I ever missed a day of church. Oh, wow. And we went Sunday morning, Sunday night, revival, Bible school. If the doors were open, we were there. Right. Our parents' one rule was as long as we live in their household, we will attend church every service. <laughs> right, right. So when I left uh, home, I said, I'm never going to church again. <laughs> I did. I did go back. But... Um, but it was uh, growing up with, um, and and I'm so grateful, mm -hmm. so grateful that I was raised because my parents are two people that actually live what they believe. Uh -huh. They live. It's very powerful when when we actually live the teachings that we start to talk about and preach to other people, right? They do. They they live what they believe. Their mm -hmm. life is a testament to their beliefs. Um, and my whole family kind of followed suit. You know, mm -hmm. my sister's a medical missionary. She travels all over the world doing medical mission work and. And um, their life has always revolved around church and God and religion, and they're Baptist. Right. So it's a very, um, there's a lot of dogma. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it never really resonated with me uh, when I, always, I was kind of always the black sheep, kind of the, the rebel. Yeah. I've always yeah. been a little bit of the rebel. But part of um, what 
impacted me was growing up, um, I always felt like the teaching was, it was constant judgment. Mm. You're not enough. You're not enough. And so I uh, was really caught up in what life tells us we have to be. Right. Like successful. Like, so I could never be pretty enough. I could never be thin enough. I suffered with a terrible eating disorder for years. Oh, wow. Um, I could, I, it was, I just had this huge not enough conversation. Mm-hmm. I made great grades at school, made the dean's list every semester I was in school. I studied super hard. I graduated from college with a double major and a minor. I mean, I excelled and I excelled and I excelled. I got married and had babies and did everything that society tells you you're supposed to do. Right. And, um, and you did it well. And I was, I did, my life looked like a success on the outside, but I was deeply, deeply unhappy on the inside. Oh, wow. So I've always never feeling like I was like, it was never enough. Right. Um, which is that hunger gene key that I have in my attraction sphere. And I'll explain a little bit of that maybe later, but okay. <laughs> it's got always that feeling of it not being enough. I always need more. Um, so I, I, um, I struggled a lot and I've been on the path of, of self-discovery my whole life. I've literally read thousands of books. I read um, a couple hundred books a year. Oh, wow. That's uh, awesome. Yeah. Like You're a I, reader, huh? Oh, I'm a reader. <laughs> and I actually took a bunch of speed reading courses, so I can read 895 words a minute with a 92% comprehension rate. 800 and, hold on, say that again slowly. 895 words a minute with a 92% comprehension rate. So 900, almost 1,000 words a minute, yeah. and you comprehend 90%. And I can take a test it. and pass a test on it, yeah. You know what's funny is that actually brings me back to when I was like, maybe like, 10 or 11 and my mom was in college I remember it was Hunter's College uh, in New York and I remember she took me to school one day with her and she was in a class and she was doing a speed reading test where like you pick a speed and it just goes and then you take a test on it and I would actually do very well on the test like I knew a lot of the things based on like what my brain could pick up but that's crazy that you can like nurture that it's a skill and you can really study and learn it I I took a bunch of classes speed reading classes I took a um a, uh, a course that was really amazing and it was photographic reading oh wow That's and you can actually like flip through and skin but and it, and it really works it was amazing but wow. i just kept looking my whole life for something outside of me Got <laughs> it. You, were, you were on a journey looking outward it's always been a, my journey life has always been a journey of so searching. bring us back to the nature's healing and nature's yeah. healing journey like how is that why is that important so um way back i mean i started getting sick um i was diagnosed with lupus and for many, many years, my life revolved around being um, and having an autoimmune disease. Oh, wow. And literally, if you knew me three years ago, <laughs> prior to that, um, every conversation that you had with me was about how sick I was. Oh, wow. And my, all my symptoms and how bad I felt and the next doctor's visit. And I was in and out of hospitals and doctor's offices. And, and part of what I learned through this journey with plant medicines um, is that we take all of our unsuppressed emotions we take all of our anger and guilt and shame. And when you're a good little Baptist girl, you always have to look perfect on the outside, like you've got it all together. And you take all of that not enoughness and you shove it down. And it gets stuck in the interstitial cells of your being. It gets mm. stuck in your fascia and in your tissue and in your body. And it manifests itself as disease in the body. Right. I've, okay. I've heard this before. It's um, psychosomatic, yes. isn't it? Yeah. Like yeah. the way that we feel in our emotional body and our 
minds shows up physically in our in our bodies. Yeah, everything that we're not dealing with on an emotional level. That's why that's why our that's why our Western Western medicine system is broken. Right. Because it only affects we, we only treat symptoms. We manage symptoms. Right. We don't manage the core root of the problem. And I didn't realize this for a really long time. So I literally spent most of my life in a doctor's office. I was on so many different medications and I would take this medication. I was on Plaquenil for years. It was something they give you for lupus. Mm-hmm. And it was making me go blind. Like I was oh, losing wow. my vision. Like That's I could crazy. barely see. I mean, it was, I had all of these side effects. And so then they would give me another medicine to counteract this medicine. And it was just piling up. And it was medicine to counter medicine so that you can take all of the medicine. So you could take all the medicines. And it was just, and it was so much and money. I, and I bet too, insurance covered it. You didn't have to pay for it. So you're like, pile it on me. <laughs> well, I actually, there was a copays and a lot of time, a lot of, a lot of copays and a lot of, I mean, okay. I spent so much money on copays and doctor's visits right, and, right. and things like that. And, um, and I just kept getting sicker and sicker. And then, um, in 2017, I um, was basically, uh, my sed rate was 120. Mm-hmm. 20 is considered high. Wow. <laughs> my liver enzymes were staying in the 500s and my doctor, I was really sick. And my doctor said, you're basically in um, liver failure and wow. you're gonna probably need a liver transplant. So we started down the path of getting me, um, in the process of getting me into uh, I had MRIs and MRAs and CAT scans and CTs and all these different things. And they said, we're going to have to have a liver biopsy to just back up all this evidence so that we can get you on a liver transplant list. And I had had a heart attack in 2011 in the middle of a race. I was running a half marathon and had a heart attack and finished the race, ran seven more miles. What? After a heart attack? You ran seven more miles. I ran seven more miles and collapsed at the finish line. I spent five days in the hospital. I had heart surgery and they went into my heart expecting to find like do stents and all. And they said, your heart's clean as a whistle. My um, problem with my heart was in my pericardium and the, the, the lining of my heart. I had all of this, um, uh, it's thickened and hardened and it wasn't working right. I had all this just stuff in my heart that was in the, in the, in the fascia of my uh, heart. Got it. So, every, so you, you think it was what disease uh, coming from? I think it was disease coming from, I think all of my illnesses from all this, my emotional body, everything that I had suppressed in my life. All the not enoughness, all the, the the stories I told myself, um, all the, because I mean, they teach you, you know, for such a worm as I. I mean, in, in, in everything, you're I'm unworthy. I'm nothing without God. You're everything is outside of you. Right. And so I believed that for a long time. I mean, I kind of did and I didn't. I always had this cognitive dissonance that I dealt with my whole life. Interesting. And so it was a struggle. So in 2017, they told me that um, I was going to have to go on long-term prednisone for the rest of my oh, life. Oh, that's, um, that's a <laughs> steroid. steroid, right. And it's really bad stuff. Yeah. It makes you feel on edge and like really, like you feel like you're just, I mean, and, and it also makes you gain weight. Like mm-hmm. you puff up and you get, and right, I tell right. the doctor, I said, well, that's not happening. Because <laughs> as a person who had a lifelong history of eating disorder, right. I said, uh, I'd rather be dead than fat. Wow. So, and I, and I meant that, and I, that's not, that's a judgment that I've worked on a lot, but that right. was something that I've struggled with. I mean, with. if it's, it was true for you, it it's true, true for you. me. Yeah. And it's, and it's really not personal against anybody else. I'm always want to be careful not to, you know, cause I've, I've worked through that a lot, but I just thought I'd rather be dead than fat. I, I can't, I, I, I would, and I'm not going to do that. And there has to I mean, I kept just, my brain is like, there has to be something else. There has to be something else. Um, and, and, and something I want to really presence is that dialogue or that narrative. There has to be something else mm-hmm. because that truly would inspire you to continue to look or continue to take action yeah and the, the something else it turned out to be was 
something that I never expected in a million years. So oh, yeah. to, to preface the next part of my story. Yeah, go ahead, please. Um, I do not drink alcohol. Okay. I can count every time I've ever drank alcohol in my life and been intoxicated on two hands. Oh, wow. And I am almost 50. And That's awesome. so I don't drink alcohol. I never have. I've never done any type of drug. I don't smoke pot. I don't, you know, I don't uh, just have never, ever had any need for substances. Right. And, and so that's never been a thing. And I had a lot of judgment around it because to me, you know, I have seen alcohol and drugs destroy a lot of people I love. Right. Including my brother. <laughs> and he's, you know, he's no longer with us because of that. Right. Right. And so I had a lot of judgment around it. So I came home right after I had just gotten the news from the doctor that I was going to have to go on long-term prednisone and that they were going to have to get me on the liver transplant list. And my daughter, who was about to leave to go to Europe for college, she actually spent her first year abroad. Um, uh, I caught her smoking pot. <laughs> I uh, like how you say it quietly I into the was microphone. <laughs> devastated. Wow. Oh my gosh, because my daughter's brilliant and she's smart and she graduated top of her class and mm -hmm. she's she's you know scored in the top 97 percentile of students in the country for her sat and act i mean she's she's brilliant i'm super proud of her I'm like she's like this really great thing i've done in my life right and, and she's smoking pot and so i immediately saw her as a meth addict on the street wow <laughs> she's going to be addicted to you know she's going to lose her job she's going to do this she's going to do that you know she's um you know and i was devastated wow. and i couldn't look her in the eye i couldn't speak to her i confronted her about it she immediately admitted to it she didn't like it. my kids have never had to be in a space where they have to lie to me right that's and, good yeah so she she uh said yes ma'am and i was just i couldn't speak to her i was like, i can't deal with this right now and and we'll hit and, and we were going through a whole lot at the time and mm -hmm. And so a couple of days later, after I had just kind of gave him the cold shoulder for like three days, right. she said, I need to talk to you, mom. She goes, and I want to tell you what it is that I want to do for a living and why I smoke. Mm -hmm. She goes, I don't go out to parties and smoke. I'm not out hanging out. She goes, I have six AP classes. I'm trying to, you know, make good grades. And she goes, uh, there's all these studies that show that it helps to helps you to focus. It helps you to concentrate. But it, she goes, I'm type one diabetic. It also helps my blood sugar. Right. And so she whips out like all these studies. Medical stats. And she starts showing me all these <laughs> studies. And she's like backing up with like, all these studies. After three and, days of the cold shoulder. Yeah. She and, and I'm telling you, I was like, I I just saw her as a like she was going to be a method. And she said, but she goes, I want to tell you what I want to do for a living. You know, I want to be a doctor. Right. And you know, I want to do medical research. She said, but what I want to study is I want to study ethnobotanicals and psychopharmacology. Wow. She goes, I believe that for every plant medicine, there's a cure, you know, that we can cure, cure depression. We can cure all these things. She goes, and, and I've been studying, I've been looking and I don't, I can't lose you. You're my mom and you're all right. I have. Right. I'm a single mom, you know, I um, two amazing kids and, and, um, and my hat goes off to you. Thank you for being a single mom. Mm -hmm. My mom was a single mom and my mom now is a single mom. So <laughs> yeah, it's the hardest thing I've ever done. You know, it is, it, uh, but I have two really amazing kids and That's I'm awesome. really grateful for that. Um, but she, so she said, I, I, I can't lose you. Mm -hmm. And she goes, and I just watch you get sicker and sicker and sicker. And she goes, and I'm about to leave. And I'm afraid you're not going to live till I get back. Oh, wow. It was that, it was that bad. I mean, I was at the point that I probably needed a liver transplant. So at that time you were struggling with the liver. I was really, everything. really sick. Wow. And that was the week that the doctor told me that I was going to have to go on prednisone long-term. Right. And that was my only choice. They, they could manage my symptoms. Um, but lupus is incurable. It's an autoimmune disease and you just get, it gets worse and worse and it attacks your organs. And I've already had it attack my heart and you know wow. my liver and my kidneys. And I, I had sores. My whole body was covered in sores all the time because oh, wow. lupus attacks your skin. Right. 
um, I had brain fog to the point that I couldn't think straight. So most days I didn't even get out of bed. I don't know how I was able to function somehow because I have endurance and perseverance is probably my greatest strength and ability. Mm -hmm. I was able to push through. And I think that's from being a lifelong runner and being just really disciplined. Right. Yeah. There's a lot of discipline in running, especially long distance. Cause I was a sprinter personally. So like I can get from here to there, but you want me to go, what? Yeah. How many miles? 26.2. Right. Done it seven times. (laughs) Uh, But uh, so yeah. So to bring us back to, you know, your daughter, it was interesting though, that how like the initial, because what I find is that when we don't have direct experience with something, then our mind will create or imagine the worst. Yes. It's almost like we're we're wired in such a way where we'll just automatically predict the worst. Why? So that we could avoid it. You know what I mean? But so without that experience, without direct one-on-one experience with plant medicine, here you went, under, like you interpreted your daughter as the worst of the medicine. Right. Why well, is me as a failure as a parent? Because that she would even ever consider smoking pot. Right. You know what? That I was blown away. Like I was horrified by it. Right. But meanwhile, she's on the other side of the spectrum of like I want to study like scientifically how these plants could actually affect our physiology and benefit human race and society because we've been doing it for thousands of years right right before the pharmacy pill (laughs) (laughs) which we make money but the the problem with plant medicines is they're they grow out of nature you can't patent them you can't make money on them right so they don't benefit now a lot of these plant medicines they actually are used to create a lot of medications that we have right and especially the combo which is an animal medicine which is part of we'll get to that okay um but so she said, she said, mom, I've been studying. She goes, and I've been looking and she goes, and there's a lot of people that are being cured from lupus through plant medicines. And she said, you're the most closed minded person I know. And at the time I probably was right. I grew up in the buckle of the Bible belt. I had so much judgment about right and wrong and good and bad and black and white. And, right. and I had, and all that judgment, it, it just really eats at your soul. Um, and I, I, I was really close-minded and she said, you're the most close-minded person I know. She goes, but what if you could just sit with a shaman? She said, I think you should do ayahuasca. And I said, ayahuasca. I'd never heard, <laughs> I'd literally never heard wow. the word. That's funny to go from like, what? You're a pothead to like, yeah, I'll take ayahuasca. Let's see what that's like. <laughs> so no, but it didn't quite go that way. She, she said, she said, I think you should do ayahuasca. And I said, what is that? Right. She goes, well, it's a psychedelic. It's a, it's a plant medicine. It's an eth- ethnogenic uh, medicine, da 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 da. I right. didn't know what any of those words, and, and I consider myself to be quite intelligent right, right, and right. have an excellent vocabulary. I literally never, I'd never even heard of magic mushrooms. I didn't know mushrooms existed, oh, like wow. psilocybin. I knew nothing because I've never done any type of right, drugs. Right, I've never right. been a partier. I've never had, like, I've always been a good girl. Right. And uh, and that was my identity. I still cling to that a little bit, you know, because right, right, uh, right. that was my identity growing up, and that's what I was taught was how you need to be in right, life. Right. And she said, there's all these studies that show. And she goes, if you would just, you know, if you would just consider it, you know, who knows? What if it worked? Mm-hmm. You know, what if it worked? there's all these people that have had these like profound healings. And I'm like, well, yeah, not me. I said, I don't do drugs daily. It's not going to happen. Right. So um, I forgave her and we got back to our normal, healthy, happy relationship. That's good. <laughs> A couple, and I love her because she really showed that she was being responsible. Right. And it wasn't, um, it wasn't, you know, just she was out partying and having fun. Right. And, um, so anyway, a couple weeks later, I was having lunch with my best friend at the time, and I said, "Have you ever heard of ayahuasca?" And she's like, "Stop it!" Oh my god! She goes, "Oh my gosh, we're doing it next weekend!" Like, like the, oh wow. like two weeks they were they're going to be doing it. And she goes, right. oh, "You should come!" And she got like all excited, and she texted the shamans and said, "Hey, can my friend come?" And, and they said, "No, we only allow twelve people." Got it. And it's full. 
and I said, see, not for me. Yeah. <laughs> so then I was like, done. And um, I didn't even think about it again. Right. So the night before the ceremony, and it was actually here in the, in the United States, mm. um, which is illegal. So <laughs> that's what we kept on the down low. <laughs> I'll edit this part out. <laughs> Basically, <got> it. <laughs> um, no. So, so, but, so anyway, the night before she called me, she goes, you know, Lois, she goes, I'm not going to the ceremony tomorrow night where you are. She goes, you're going to go in my place. And she goes, you're not going to question me. You don't have to pay for it. It's already paid for. I've already paid. You're just going to take my spot. Right. She said, so just show up and uh, just be there and do this. I, I feel like you need to be there more than I do. Right. And I don't know why, but I got in my car the next day and I drove an hour and a half to the place and I show up. Uh, I got there late because the, the GPS directions weren't really great. Right. I got there like five minutes before the ceremony was going to start and I walk in. And I don't really, I mean, I actually did not come to that ceremony, but I did, I knew, had zero idea what to expect. Right. I sit in the ceremony and uh, it starts and I'm kind of terrified and, you know, not knowing what's going on. And, and so we do the medicine and ayahuasca is a, like a tea that you drink. It tastes terrible. You drink it. And then it's anywhere from an eight to 12 hour journey. It can, it eight lasts, to 12 hours. Yeah. It's a long journey Got it. and it's a complete out of body experience. It usually involves some purging and some things like that. Purging and, like throwing up. Yeah. Purging like throwing up because what, as it, as the medicine parts. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> well, a lot of people have it from both ends. So I've never had that issue. Thank God. Um, but it happens a lot because it's getting out, it's going through your system. And it's actually, that's the healing. The healing is I the heard releasing. It's a detox too. It's a detox. Right. It clears out what doesn't belong there. It clears out that damage, um, all those damaged uh, blockages and things and, and uh, that you just hold in your body. And it, it clears and it cleans out, but it does the emotional healing for you. And it's um, it's a complete out-of-body experience. Like that's interesting. You leave your body. Like I've, heard so many, I've heard so many stories of out-of-body experiences and I can't say that I personally have had like, I think one time I might have had this, like yeah. something I can compare to it, but I wouldn't say like it was so profound that I distinctly call it out of body. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm so curious about it. Yeah. It's really, um, it's, so you know how, um, in yoga and so I had just literally finished my yoga teacher training. My daughter and I had gone to yoga teacher training together and got our certification to teach yoga awesome. together, which was really awesome. And that kind of started cracking me open because everything that I learned in the eight limbs of yoga resonated in my soul as truth. Got it. And my whole life I had battled with dogma and religion and the judgment and the right and wrong because that never resonated with me. It Got didn't it. feel like truth in my soul. Right. But I was so afraid of going to hell that I was never going to not believe that. Like right. I believe that if, because my parents believe if you don't believe the way they believe, you're going to go to hell. Right. right, right. And I don't want to go to hell. Yeah, ultimately, we don't know if it's true or not, but in case but it, is, it is, you wouldn't want to go to hell. Yeah. It's all this like, <laughs> serious cognitive dissonance. Like my whole life, like, I didn't know. So um, I go through the ceremony and, and the, the, the shamans come around and they work on you individually. And I was blown away because they immediately went straight to my heart and my liver. Wow. Now, I've never met these people before in my life. They know right. nothing about me. Right. Okay. And I, I was blown away that they knew what, and I also mm. didn't know anything about energy medicine. I didn't right. know, this is all stuff that's new to me. Like I'd never heard of, you know, plant medicine, psychedelics, none of this stuff. Right. So at the end of the night, they do an integration and everybody kind of shares their experience. Now, as we started the ceremony, we talked about our, you know, what we were there for. And I said, I'm there for physical healing. I'm very right. physically ill right. and literally dying. Like I'm very, very sick. And I said, I'm here for physical healing. And so at the end of the night, everybody's telling these big people that I was one with the universe and I had this <laughs> and I had that. And, all. and I'm like, they got to me and I said, I saw frogs. I said, I saw frogs. 
I saw fractal frogs and I saw hieroglyphic frogs and That's I saw cool. frogs that way. I would close my eyes and I would be in the jungle and I would hear frogs calling and I would see frogs everywhere and just frogs and frogs and frogs. And it, I, it had, I didn't know what that meant. That's interesting. And I said, I saw frogs. Like everybody else is telling all these big stories. Right. And I saw frogs. <laughs> Every time I closed my eyes for hours, I saw frogs. I saw frogs. And um, the shaman said, oh my gosh, you need combo. Combo will heal you. Combo is a medicine that isn't, it's an medicine it's an indigenous medicine from the jungle that comes from a frog wow. and it's a, it's a frog venom uh, it's very very potent stuff uh -huh. and she's like oh my gosh you're hearing the call of combo and you need to do combo combo will heal you and uh, so it's just funny to me too it's like you just had this trip hallucinate hallucination frogs hey you gotta go on another trip <laughs> like, and now it's, here's more drugs <laughs> yeah so it's more and it continued it's actually the, the, the plant medicines are so amazing because what we don't realize is in life we have, we take all, like I said, we take all this stuff and we just shove it down and, and it gets in our right. body and it manifests itself as disease and addiction, anxiety, right. depression, all the things that keep us stuck in life because right, we right. hang on to it. And what the plant medicines do is they clear all that stuff out. They lift the veil. They right. they they raise it up and they make it, they make it go away. You know, I mean, for, so you, it actually, it kind of, um, it's amazing so, experience. So the shaman was like, you need frogs. She said, you need frogs. So anyway, um, they said, but you need to come back on Sunday for the rest of the weekend. They do what's called a weekend with the grandparents. Okay. And it's ayahuasca, which is the divine feminine, the, 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 the grandmother medicine. And on Sunday, they do San Pedro, which is a masculine, it's the divine masculine, it's masculine, it's, it's, a, it's a cactus medicine. Interesting. And uh, whereas ayahuasca is a really out-of-body experience, um, San Pedro is this amazing, you are so deeply connected with yourself. You're totally cognizant. The journey's very wavy. So they're almost like opposite journeys. They're opposite journeys. That's interesting. Uh, but so it's, it's almost like once we take you out, and then we're going to ground you we're back We're going to ground you back in. That's with, cool. I with like that. the balancing of the medicines. And the medicines are so so powerful and they're so beautiful and these medicines have been used for years oh, like wow. like thousands and thousands of years by my family um our lineage is native american and, and this is the native american medicine and uh and then south america it grows in, in um the andes mountains and stuff so mm -hmm. um so anyway i did i did the the medicine and uh, the, the, San the San Pedro, I came back on Sunday. I said, I can't, I can't, I don't have the money. And they said, don't worry about the money. We'll, we'll work that out. Right. Just come back on Monday, right. around Sunday. And, and the spirit said, you need to be here. So I came back on Sunday and we, we drink the medicine. And this particular, um, these two healers, they do their ceremony is the most amazing thing. And I've done a lot of ceremonies and I've never experienced anything like theirs. That's cool. But um, they start out the first part of the day um, with tapping so eft which Got is it. the tapping on the meridians and, right, right. and they do it with breath and sound in a way that i've never experienced with anybody else but they have you go through and you do an entire clearing of your lineage and you forgive because the indigenous people believe that you carry your dna seven generations back seven generations forward so a lot of the stuff that we come in with a lot of the junk and the issues and things it's not even ours can i actually speak into that yeah, go ahead. so there's a scientific experiment i literally just spoke about this in my uh, webinar curriculum last night but there's a scientific experiment that was done with rats and what they did was they found that this this species of rats really like blueberries and so uh, they would put food out there and all the blueberries would be eaten first and then they'd eat the rest of the food and so you know generation after generation they noticed that this species of mice loved blueberries so what they ended up doing is they conducted an experiment where they shocked the mice the mouse every time it ate a blueberry so what do you think happened 
They stop eating blueberries. They stop eating blueberries. They're like now petrified of the blueberries. I go eat that. I'm gonna get shocked. I don't want that, right? What they found is that one generation of mice later, literally that mouse's offspring instinctively didn't like blueberries. Right, right from the from birth, they avoided the blueberries. They didn't like it and instilled fear with fear for them. So just to kind of like reiterate what you were saying, kind of like I do believe that that we do have our ancestry and our lineage encoded into our DNA. And that we could look at it through the science called epigenetics. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. So we carry that in with us. So what they have you do is you start out the San Pedro ceremony with this tapping. Mm-hmm. And they do this clearing with breath and sound. And you're going through and you're, it's a forgiveness process. And it's so beautiful. And you visualize your mother and your father and your grandparents and your lineage as, as children. Wow. And you forgive them and you love them and you everything they've ever hurt. You realize that they're they're not they were doing the best they could. Yeah. You know, nobody ever wakes up and says, I'm gonna destroy my kid's life. Absolutely. <laughs> you know? right. and, and you know, I have two kids. I hopefully um, you know, I'm sure they probably have some mommy wounds like we all do, but <laughs> I really tried hard not to pass that on and I'm sure I did. Right. Uh, because that's how it works. But right, we're right. all just doing the best that we can. So we go through this just incredible clearing process. And at the end of it, I felt so light. Like I, like I had, it, it was really, and they said, um, okay, so now that we've been through this, they said, we'd like you to spend some time outside of nature and some time in the healing room. You know, you're going to come back and forth and we want you to really connect, but you're in silence. So you're not allowed to speak at all the mm-hmm. whole time you're on both the ayahuasca and the San Pedro that keep you in silence. Got it. It's so that you can be there and journey with yourself. And right. it's not, you're not, you don't want to, you don't want to take it away from anybody else's experience either. So you're there for your own healing. Got it. And so I left the healing room and I went outside and it was this glorious, beautiful day in this farm and there was water and the sun was shining brightly. And I went outside and I could actually see the energy of everything. I could oh, see wow. the energy. I could see the grid, like right above the earth, uh, woven above the earth. This is grid that connects everything together. And you could see how everything is connected. Cause you're kind of tripping balls. So. You're kind of tripping balls. I mean, you see, you're on a psychedelic. So, right. so, but you can see how everything is connected together. And so I went outside and I started doing a vinyasa and I did the most beautiful yoga pose, like the whole full vinyasa went through the entire process. And for the first time in my life, I understood what every single movement meant. Right. I understood it. I felt it completely embodied it. Like I got what it meant. And I understood for the first time in my life, what it meant that we are all one yeah. and we are all moving back to oneness. Like I got it wow. like on this deep soul level. That's cool. Um, it's almost like enlightenment. It was just enlightenment. So the story gets even better. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and scarier. Let's bring it to the frogs. So let's bring it to the frogs. So it? We're, we're going to bring it back to the. Okay. So I'm out there. So then they have me come inside and it's my turn to lay on the mat. And I'm laying on the mat. And they work with the medicine called Sananga, which is eye drops that go in your eyes. And mm-hmm. oh my God, you're laying there and they say, okay, close your eyes. Blink three times. They drop them in and, and you open your eyes and you feel like somebody's stabbing nice in your eyes. It's the most painful thing. It only oh. lasts for about 30 Ouch. or 45 seconds. I've done it five times since, so I promise you, it was the most worth it thing I've ever done in my life. Um, but I started screaming, and they start working on me, and they do this deep body work that they work on you, and they're moving through, and they're moving energy, and they're moving blockages, and and they're singing. They sing all the ikaros and the different songs and stuff like that, and they're doing this. They have all this beautiful music, and and there's a male and a female shaman, and the, the female she leans in and she starts pressing in my chest, like in the little dip in your chest, like right, right in between your 
um, your breast is right there, that little dip. Right. And that's where we hold our grief in our body. And she starts pressing and she's pressing and she's pressing and, and she's singing this beautiful song. And I start sobbing like uncontrollably sobbing. And she leans in and she says, Lois, your brother's here. And she said, and he needs you to know how much he loves you. And he needs your forgiveness. And he wants you to know his soul is free. And he needs you to tell your mother that he loves her and he doesn't blame her and his soul is free. And I lost it. I bet. I, cause first of all, how she knew I had a brother and any of that story. Right. I just, you know, and she said that later I asked her and she said, she doesn't even know what comes through her, what she even says she when she's, says in, she just says whatever right. spirit leads her to say. And right. she said she could see him plain as day it was there. And, and my brother committed suicide after a huge family trauma, which had contributed to my sickness and right. me being where I was. And, and, um, all of a sudden the, the male shaman was working on me and he was working on my liver and he starts working and I'm sobbing hysterically and screaming and crying. And they're like, let it go, let it go. And he's digging in my liver. And I mean, it, it, was, it actually was painful. Wow. And he starts pulling this blackness out of me. And like, you could literally, like I said, we're all tripping balls. So <laughs> <laughs> he, he could be, he was pulling this blackness out of me. And my wow. arm was up in the air, just shaking like this. It was just, and I was screaming and screaming. And he was just pulling it out. And then all of a sudden they took my hands and they put my hands back on my chest and they brought me back to just to stillness. And he said, okay. He said, you can open your eyes. And when I opened my eyes, I looked up and I didn't realize at the time that there was a skylight above me. I thought it was Jesus <laughs> or God or something. It was this bright light and I opened my eyes and I said, oh my God, I see everything now. And suddenly my entire life flashed before my eyes. And I looked back and every illness, every struggle, every sadness, every hurt, every pain, all the struggles of my parents, everything. I suddenly understood why it all happened. I knew why everything in my life had happened the way that it did. Oh. I felt this massive wave of compassion for my mom and my dad and my brother and the man that destroyed my brother's life and, and for my ex-husbands and, and how they had hurt me and the, the abuse and the things that had happened in those relationships. And I forgave it all in that moment. And I understood in that moment, um, I let all of the religion and the dogma and everything, boom, just dropped it right there on the spot. Wow. And I no longer believe anything I know. Mm. I have a knowing inside of me and it's not a belief. It's not a, I know. And all of my cognitive dissonance, all of my doubt, all of my fear, it all fell away. Wow. And it's, and it's just gone. That sounds like a super powerful process. And I jumped up and I said, I'll never be the same. And in the Bible, they teach about the peace that passes understanding. And that's pretty much the ultimate goal. At, at the end of the day, we all just want peace. Right, right. And it rolled over me, just floods of peace. Oh. And I felt that peace. And I was at complete peace. And I stood up and I said, I know what I need to do for my life. Like, I know where I'm going. I know this is, like, and going into this, like, I would have never, three years ago, I would have judged anybody doing plant medicines and said they were a drug addict and da, 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 da. I mean, right. I would have had so much judgment around it. So wait, when did this journey start? And so it was like three years ago. Wow. Okay. As a matter of fact, it was exactly three years ago this week. Oh, wow. Um, and it, 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 no, well, no, this is November, November 6th. So it was three weeks ago, November 6th. So that's, that's cool. my brother's birthday. Right, right, right. And right, right, I didn't wow. realize that it happened on my brother's birthday. Wow. And, um, and so I stood up and I'm like, Oh my God, I'll never be the same. Like I felt light and free. And, and, um, so I walked around for a little bit and, and I wasn't the same. So the following week, about a week or so later, uh, my friend brought in the, the combo 
and we did the combo. Okay, that's the frog medicine. That's the frog medicine. So when you saw this frog, so next week, then you saw the frogs. The next week, I did the frog medicine. The frog medicine is really, really intense, and they burn a little hole in your skin, and I actually had them burn my uh, thing in the shape of a dragonfly. That's cool. Which I didn't know the significance at the time, but I do now. Mm -hmm. I don't know why I picked it and had them burn it in, but they do this medicine, and it goes through, and it clears. It has like all these bioactive peptides that go through, and they clear out the, the damaged macrophage and all the blockages and energy and, and medicines and things that it actually crosses the blood-brain barrier. So there's a lot of studies being done right now with that, the frog medicine for um, Alzheimer's and Parkinson's and MS and wow. and because it, it clears the plaques out of your brain. And it's, it, it's an amazing, incredible medicine. So I did the frog medicine on Friday night. And then on the following on Monday, I had my liver biopsy. Oh, wow. Because remember, all of this happened. I was in so liver in failure. One, in one weekend. So, yeah. So the, I did the combo on Friday night. And then on Monday, I went to my liver biopsy. And I had the liver biopsy. And it takes about um, a week to get the results back. Right, right. So that following weekend, the, the shaman said, you should come back for more healing and come back for another round. So I went back. I drove down to Miami. At the time, I lived in Flagler Beach. And I drove down to Miami. And I sat through another round of ceremonies of ayahuasca, San Pedro, and Sananga. Okay. Um, this particular ceremony was a group of healers. And pretty much everybody in the room was a healer, <laughs> except for me. And uh, and the, the shaman said, she goes, no, you're a healer, too. That's why you're here. Oh, um, but I went through this, and it was profound. And it was amazing. And it was just this incredible releasing, more releasing, and more letting go. And right. I have never felt so loved and held. And I started really starting to see my purpose right. and like understanding. And you get all these downloads and they if you do ayahuasca and you do these medicines right which means not every weekend like not right. using them but actually You're using them for a purpose use them for a purpose to integrate to learn to get the downloads spiritual to, purpose to spir spiritual purpose it's incredible that the downloads and the learning and the knowledge that you gain and and the, the sense of direction and purpose and getting on your path so i left that second ceremony and on the way home i'd ridden down with a few people i'd met at the other ceremony and uh, my phone rang and it was over the speakerphone of my car and it was the doctor. And he said, Lois, he said, I don't know what's going on. He said, but, um, we got your test results back from your liver biopsy and they're non-remarkable. And for the first time in years, your blood work was normal. And he said, I can't explain it. He said, I think we mixed your test results up. Wow. And he was really confused. He said, I had four doctors look at it. He said, they don't match. I just had an MRA and an MRI and a CT scan. Like, two weeks before I'd started this whole process right? and it did not look good. It was like they were expecting to tell me that I probably had liver cancer or something. My liver was massively enlarged. Wow. The texture was really off. It was bad. I mean, liver enzymes were in the 500s and I have all of these medical tests to back it up. So you're saying that in a period of two weeks, you went from deathly ill, deathly Ill. to non-existent, to non-existent, completely cured. As in, I have gone back. I went back because he went back because he was afraid they had mixed up my test results. So this is my question for you. Do you think that your healing was on a physical level where, uh, you know, uh, because of the plants that you were taking that it, it detoxed and cleared out your body? Or do you think that it was more of a mental, emotional level where having a shift in perspective was what really healed your body? It was the shift in perspective. It was hands down. And I think that almost every element on this planet can be healed. If you, I think that most medicines, most Western medicines just work on the placebo effect anyway, because we think that we're being healed. I think that's what it is. But I think that me releasing, me going through the forgiveness process and clearing my lineage Right. and forgiving and the message from my brother because when my brother died my mm -hmm. brother committed suicide and he hung himself and we had to make the choice to turn him off 
And when he died, I was standing there holding his hand and his soul left his body and all that stuff. After he died, I just kept saying his soul is free. His soul is free. His soul is free. And, uh, so when she, when the shaman used those exact words, you know, that was just, it blew me away. And, but my doctor's saying, I think we mixed up your test results. So he said, can you come back in and let us run your blood work again? So I went back in, they did my blood work again. Everything was normal. Now I have 15 years and I have a stack of medical tests showing how sick I was. Like I didn't have any normal blood work for years and years and years. And it was, everything was off. So, uh, so when you say nature's healing journey, are you suggesting that we use plant medicine to get to a shift in perspective and that truly it's the perspective shift that heals. Yes. Yeah. It's these medicines. So the the plants on this earth are their conscious beings. I believe that plants are just as conscious beings as, as, as we are. And they're here for us. They're here for our healing. This is what has always been meant to heal us. Mm-hmm. And if we do the right things and you learn, and I think that so much of illness is hanging on. We live in a society that tells us we have to be this, this, this. We live in a society that is all about greed and is all about um, you know, profits and greed right. and, and success and achievement and looking good. I mean, we I've spent my entire life in a big giant victim conversation and a big giant looking good conversation. Right. I dropped all of that. Just, I mean, I understand in that moment when I opened my eyes from the Sananga and I saw that light and I understood in that moment that my, I'd spent my entire life being disappointed that I hadn't been enough. And then I, and that I was a victim. I felt like a giant that I was sick. And then my family gone through this terrible trauma. Right. And you know, my brother before he killed himself stabbed both of my parents Wow. and um, they survived, uh, but it was, it was traumatic and it was all over the news. And at the time I had a family magazine. I published a magazine that went home with every kid in 13 counties in the state of Kentucky. Mm. Um, I was doing a little, like a done, like a little uh, TV broadcast thing, you know, so everybody knew who I was and everybody had watched my kids grow up in the magazine and, and then all the stuff with my brother happened and it was all the news. I was horrified. Mm-hmm. So I literally closed all my businesses down and packed my stuff and then moved to Florida where I didn't know a single soul. You just restart. And just, I wanted to start over. Restart. I wanted to fresh. I was horrified oh. about everything that had happened. And I took all that guilt and anger and shame. And oddly enough, the indigenous people believe that we store guilt, anger, and shame in our liver. Yeah, makes sense. <laughs> and I had all that stuff just stuffed down and stored mm-hmm. in my liver and in my body and it was making me sick and my body was literally it's so much self-hatred. It took me years of working on right. this stuff to realize I had so much self-hatred that my body was literally attacking itself. It was destroying that's, itself. That's what autoimmune disease is. Oh. And it was letting go of the, these medicines provided the path for me to just let go. So, well, I mean, what's, what I find interesting again, and we're coming down towards the end of our episode. Yeah. So, but, um, but what I kind of want to highlight here is the perspective shift. Yeah. Is that, uh, you know, again, the message that I'm getting from you is that a plant medicine is a tool or a method to get to a shift in perspective. And then that shift in perspective is what truly can heal us. Yes. And the reason I, I kind of want to highlight that is because, you know, I do a lot of work with, um, you know, self-development, retraining and remapping the mind. And I've seen leadership programs where people will go in and either their posture's off, they have pain in their body. And then through processes like that, we're clearing and um, purging and like really forgiveness. Yeah. We shift our perspective drastically and within days or in one weekend, like people are walking out with a whole different way of being, a whole different health uh 
status, if you will. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. it's very interesting stuff that you're bringing up. And, and I really deeply appreciate all of the insight. And I, and I just want all of our listeners, if you guys are listening out there um, and you find all of this conversation very interesting, I want you to kind of consider where in your life are you maybe tossing yourself over to um, pharmaceuticals and Western medicine when, you know, there are perspective shifts. Like plant medicine is not designed to kill cancer, according to this interview it's designed to get you to see a different perspective of why you're causing your own cancer right almost. it's because it's, every illness i believe every illness has a root cause an emotional some and so what happens with people that like babies that are born and they come into the world sick that's because they're bringing in dna from the past they're the bringing past. in they're bringing in pat if you believe in past lives or past right, dna right, right. lineage they're bringing that stuff in it's we're constantly working through this process but almost every Every element on this planet, I believe, is caused by not dealing with the emotional issues. And yeah. I believe that the only way to true healing is a, a full emotional. body. Right. You have to heal on every little mind, body, and soul, and it has to be connected. Right. And what's missing with, and that's what my doc, daughter, when she was telling me about this, she's like, Mom, you've tried all the allopathic medicine. You've done all the Western medicine, right. and it doesn't work. Right, right, right. You know, do something different. And, you know, honestly, like, I, I lost my mom at 13 to cancer, and, yeah. you know, I saw her go the traditional Western route, and, you know, I saw chemotherapy destroy her body and all the medications break her down. And, um, and honestly, like I also saw her seek out other modalities. I, I saw one time, and you know, um, Chinese medicine doctor come in and like similar to what you were saying, how no contact, no preconception of what's going on, but knew exactly what the ailments were, yeah. knew like just from touching her back, told her everything. And I remember her being so fascinated by that. So I definitely think and encourage other people to do more research around plant medicines around naturalistic therapies i think that there's a lot here to be un uncovered and discovered but this um conversation was so juicy i didn't want to break it and go into our visionary living topic so uh First of all, I'd like to take this moment to talk about the sponsor. So right now we're being sponsored by a webinar curriculum called To Fear From Love. It's a 10-week journey online where uh, we go into the dichotomy of the mind that is fearful thoughts, patterns, and the thought patterns of love. Um, and so that's our sponsor for today, and I just wanted to plug that. And then I want to really quickly, since we're running out of time, I want to quickly go into a story that you might have where you used a vision for what you want to create and generate in your life and you allow that vision to guide you almost like a lighthouse amidst a storm so do you have a, a story that maybe you can condense yes. and, and put into words for us where, where we can kind of see your example you exemplifying living out of a vision so shortly after all of the plant medicine experience i was in bed in my little apartment in Flagler beach and i had a dream and in this dream i was sitting there talking to my brother and we were in my mom and dad's house and my mom, we were all sitting in the living room and, and uh, my brother's been gone for 11 years, you know, and we were laughing and we were talking about Trump, you know, so obviously he's gone way before Trump was everything. And right. we were laughing and talking and my mom got up in, in the dream and walked out of the room and my brother leaned over and put his hand on my knee and he said, hey, Lois, I just want you to know I brought you these medicines because I knew you'd know what to do with them. And I started bawling yeah, and I woke up. And I sat up in my bed and all of a sudden I realized it was a dream, mm -hmm. but it felt so real. And I took a deep breath and I could smell the smell of his cologne. He wore Dracarnor. I don't know if anybody knows. Oh my God, I do. <laughs> I, use, I use a knockoff of Dracarnor. That's so he funny. He wore Dracarnor all yeah. the time and he always smelled good and, and he smoked and I could smell to the point that I thought somebody was in my house. So I got up and I looked all over my house wow. and I was like, oh my gosh, um, 
somebody's in my house. Right. You know, right, and then right, I realized right. it was, I really believe that he was there. He came to me in a dream right. and he said, you need to do something with this. So since that point, I've completely shifted my entire life. Like I started really looking at what I do, the manipulation of marketing. I've been doing marketing for 27 years. Um, and I started feeling very convicted about that. So now I'm, I still do marketing because I'm really, really good at it, but I only market for companies that are conscious companies that are doing things to change the planet. It's companies that align with the integrity of my vision for my life. I mean, I've shifted awesome. everything in my life. And so now because of this, um, I'm working on putting together plant medicine retreats wow. uh, my entire life. Like I literally dropped my whole life. I've shifted everything because I feel like the message of plant medicines needs to get out there and the value that they have for healing people. If you've been struggling with Western medicine and you've been sick and you've been struggling with it and nothing has ever worked and right. you've read every book, you've taken every course you've done and tried and stuff, this is a possibility for it. it and it won't work for everybody. It right. was a perfect storm of how everything together that it worked for me and that I experienced this profound healing. I have been uh, completely healthy and well. Um, with no signs of lupus at all. And for me, the most profound part of your story is that you have evidence mm -hmm. of 15 years of ailment and disease and irregular blood and irregular test results. And within a two-week period, and even at the beginning of that two weeks, you got new testing yeah. that, and that, that verified and, and validated you're not in a good position. And within a two-week period, 14 days literally 180 degree shift mm -hmm. into almost a miraculous cure. And it's almost unbelievable. It is, but I can prove it. So I mean, exactly. I could actually show that. And my doctor was blown away and everybody was blown away. Did you get I, your doctor into plant medicine? <laughs> I sent him tons of information about it. We talked about yeah, it a lot. I sent good. him a lot of information about it. There's a lot of medical doctors that are actually really seeing the value, but the problem yeah. is you can't make money because it's not, well, it's not. It also goes against the grain of, of how much yeah. money and time they put into their degrees. And right. they also have, you know, governing, um, corporations above them to make sure that they're still aligned with certain um, protocols and laws and and that's not not that these protocols or laws are necessarily in place for our own benefit as a patient but maybe like it's just to line their pockets of the insurance companies and the hospitals and the doctors and the corporations stuck in a system. yeah I've, I've seen big pharma <laughs> i've seen countless doctors i've worked with doctors who in yeah. their heart of hearts they want to do better they want to support people and they're doing it the best that they can given their their position that they're stuck in because no one warned them 12 years before their degree hey this is kind of like the cons of it to consider too you know yeah. but with that said, um, you know, we are uh, at the very end of our podcast. I do want to give you the opportunity to plug yourself. So if anyone listened, if any of you listeners were, were really checked in and, and you like what Lois is offering, if you, if you like the, the message that she's delivering, if you want to know more about her, what she's up to and how to get in contact with her, I want you to take a moment now to plug anything that you want to plug for yourself. And how can people find you? How can they, like, what are you up to? Go ahead and give them a little bit about you. Well, right now I um I own a company called I just changed the name of it to Design Creatrix, okay. and I do um, digital marketing, um, online marketing. I'm mastering sales funnels right now, which is the new wave of the future. So, I build sales funnels. I only work for conscious businesses. Yeah. Um, and but what the project that I'm most excited about is I'm partnering with uh, one of my friends, and we are putting together Ravella retreats. So we're going to be offering plant medicine retreats. 
Um, coming up, we have Nicaragua, um, Seychelles, Botswana, and Malacca that we're planning for 2020. That's awesome. And they're beautiful experiences where you can come and you can experience the medicine for the first time um, in a really safe environment. We walk you through. We do a lot of integration work with you. We don't, I don't like dogma. <laughs> so we're kind of doing it, um, but we're working with um, traditional shamans that have that, that honor the traditions of the medicine and we're really offering a great, just a completely beautiful, safe experience to come and experience and work with the medicines in a beautiful environment where you can relax. And then we spend a lot of time helping you to integrate mm -hmm. because after you do these journeys, it opens up a lot for you right. and there's a lot of healing involved. And so we want to make sure that we follow you through the process of integration. That's powerful, yeah. And, uh, and we help you to take the lessons and, and to deal with them and work through them because it's a lot of letting go and it brings up a lot of the thing about these medicines is you can't, um, it's easy to stuff stuff down, but when right. you get in these medicines, it brings it all up. Yeah, and you get to like, face it. Once you cross the bridge, there's no going yeah, back. Yeah, there's no going back. <laughs> right? So now how, from this new perspective, do I reintegrate or reconcile with my old life? Yeah. Almost, it sounds like. And for me, just the medicine just did it for me. Mm -hmm. Like I was, and it just dropped it and it was just instant. And, and your, your retreat company is called? Ravella Retreats. Got it. So if people want yeah. to look you up, they can look up. Ravella Retreats. Yeah. Got it. Um, is there an email or a phone number or a website that you want to send them You can to? email me at connect at loisduncan.me. Okay. That's the best way to get me if you want to you know, touch, reach out to me on email or find me on Facebook. It's Lois Lynn Duncan on Facebook. Mm -hmm. We will be launching our website uh, this coming week. Okay. And we've got a couple other things, uh, other products that we're working on that are going to be really amazing. But I feel like all of this happened. And it's completely shifted my entire life and it's to put me on the path. The vision right. for my life going forward is to share the healing power of plant medicines wow. and is to take my brother's life. My brother experienced some really horrible, awful things on this planet. And I realized I learned, you know, since um, about contracts, soul contracts, and he had a really hard contract on this planet. And wow. I wouldn't want it to be through that, but I want his life to matter. I want his life to actually because I really truly believe he brought me these medicines and I know my daughter is the one that put me on this path, which is kind of funny, but mm -hmm. um, I just am so grateful for um, something that, you know, three years ago, I would have been so completely close to this. I would have never in a million years ever right. because it went against everything I believed. Right, right, right. So, yeah, well, yeah, I definitely want to say thank you for uh, being a guest on this, on this show, for thank having a for message. Having me. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you for having a message that people can learn from and listen from and being a catalyst in the world for healing. So um, <clears throat> to close the episode, I, I definitely want to bring us back to, um, you know, being sponsored by Two Fear From Love, the 10-week coaching curriculum. It's all webinar-based and online, um, and it's all about leadership principles and mindset transformation. Uh, also, Visionary Living, which is this podcast you're living to right, uh, right that you're listening to right here, right now. Uh, if you guys want to be a guest on the podcast, you think it'd be interesting to get your message out there, you have something that you want to teach people, um, please reach out, uh, send a message. I'm happy to connect with you and be a platform for your message uh, to, to be heard. Um, additionally, this podcast is dedicated in loving memory uh, of my mom, Brenda Rivera, who passed away when I was 13. And this is my way of uh, keeping that uh, her name alive through what I do. Um, I heard that there are two times in a person's life when they die. Uh, the first time is when they actually die. And the second time is the last time someone speaks their name. And so uh, with that said, would you like to speak your brother's name and give him that dedication today too? <laughs> that would make me cry. Jason Paul Duncan. 
All right, this, this episode is dedicated to Jason Paul Duncan and Brenda Rivera. May your uh, memory live on, guys. And uh, thank you, everyone, for listening, and thank you for your time and your attention. Thank you.